0: I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it.
1: The Battle of New York
0: was the end of the world. This is the new world. I am a soldier's angel through the eyes of a soldier through the... What were you after? The truth.
1: World peace.
0: I'm a soldier's angel. You've got a hundred men at your disposal. And now, it's a handpicked team. In a war of words between... Just call us Shield, And yes, they're that good. No one walks away from this battle.
1: Hello, Ollers, and welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chip Sella, and joining me tonight, we have the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, the—never mind—the <laughs> one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Antman Man How you doing, Fart Nuggets?
2: <laughs> yep, we're I, doing good, doing good this week.
1: <clears throat> I couldn't figure a way to add it in. I was like, nope, nope, not gonna work here. <laughs>
2: could have just said the fart nugget himself
1: yeah i guess i guess (laughs) it's not like i rehearse these things beforehand or anything (laughs) so uh so andy another week another marvel's agents of shield uh once again we're sorry the show's up a little later than usual we're working on the scheduling and things will get back to a little bit more normal soon but Andy first of all I gotta thank Andy we were trying to figure out a time on Sunday I got a last minute invite to a family thing and we had to move the time up so we're here we're gonna do the show and uh hope you enjoy it so thank you Andy for making being able to move your schedule around a little bit Oh, that's
2: okay <laughs> I squeezed
1: yeah <laughs> So, all right. Uh, so, Andy, do we want to – first of all, anything up you want to talk about or do we just want to get into the news and whatnot?
2: And, and nothing exciting has been happening for me, to be honest. It's working away the usual. A um, few
1: bits and pieces of news,
2: um, okay. unless there's anything that you want to, you want to discuss apart from news.
1: Uh, just weird, and I don't know where else to mention it. You know how I do the Marvel Collector's Corpse thing? Mm, yeah, yeah. Out of the blue, I got a Star Wars box this week. Okay, <laughs> I have I, it. It just showed up. I don't subscribe to that one. Um, I came home, you know, my wife's kind of giving me the dirty look. What have you ordered now? What have you wasted money on? And uh, I don't know. I looked at the box. It says loyalty. I think they just sent me a Star Wars uh, Luke, uh, Marvel Collector Core boc- box. Is that been maybe a year since you started subscribing to it? Over a year, yeah. Two years, I think. Yeah,
2: so maybe like it's maybe it's like a present for being a loyal subscriber since the beginning. Weird that they would send you a Star Wars one though when it's a Marvel like subscription. Yeah. I mean I suppose Star Wars is like Marvel does Star Wars comics, like Yeah. Yeah. Kind of bits.
1: But yeah, what if you didn't like Star Wars? You're know, like, what the fuck is this Star Wars <laughs> crap? I want Marvel things. <laughs> well, uh, what did it come with? It came with uh, it's the Jabba pal, Jabba's Palace box, and it came with mm-hmm. a Jabba the Hutt uh, Cantina hat or something, mm-hmm. a R2D2 from Job when as he was uh, dressed in Jabba's Palace, a mm-hmm. Boba Fett plush. And a job of the hot coffee mug, Funko co- coffee mug. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. It's, sounds like a lot of that stuff's gonna end up in the prize cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, the I, let's see, the Funko Pop and the plush are uh, in the are in the Funko collections. Uh, the coffee mug I'll keep. <laughs> Not that we need more coffee mugs, but I, I, I kind of like the Funko mugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, the hat and the hat is already in the prize closet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I don't need another baseball hat, but so, but yeah, hey, you know, cool. I appreciate it. Uh, they're cool boxes to get because most of the stuff is usually pretty good if if you're into Funko Pops. So yeah, so it was a neat little uh, uh, gift. So. As long as I didn't have to pay for it, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So we got some news, Andy.
2: Yeah, a few bits and pieces of news to get through. Um, first of all, uh, Pom Clementiev has confirmed that Mantis will return in Avengers Infinity War. Okay. So this cast just keeps getting bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. They've also got an interesting new logo for uh, Infinity War that she is uh, sporting on a hat, a a cool beanie hat that she has, which is like Infinity War, and the A's style styled as the Avengers A. I haven't seen this one before, so... Alright, I I don't think I spotted that. Looks pretty cool. But yeah, so Infinity War, uh, the cast keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Obviously, it looks like it's going to have the whole Guardians cast, like, certainly the main... Main people from anyway, as well as all the Avengers and and whatnot. It'll be interesting to see if they put any new characters in it.
1: Well, what they say, sixty four characters are supposed to be in it.
2: Well, that's how many people they had on the board. Yeah. Whether or not all those scenes end up in the movie, who knows?
1: Yeah, I I just you know that's they always said it was going to be sixty four characters, so it'll be interesting to see how close they get to that.
2: Be like, Chip will be sitting, like ticking them off, like when they pop up on the 48. screen. In the movie. Like, yep, there's Odin. There's 49. Loki. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, how how can you make a movie with sixty four like big characters like that? Mm. Like if they do that, that this will be the most expensive movie ever made. It's got to be.
1: Well, you know, you can have stand-ins. You can have. Uh, you know, they can just be in the background. I mean, th- think of some of the mm. huge storylines, and I'm going to take it back to the 80s, like um, Secret Wars and Contest of Champions, the original Secret Wars. Yeah, there might have been seen, you know, uh, panels with 100 characters in them, but that was the only place you saw them was in that one panel. The story broke down mm. to, you know, just a, a certain number of characters. You know, yeah, that's true. So that's I true. mean, you know, other than seeing, I don't know, uh, I don't even think he's a Marvel character. But uh, let's let's use somebody completely random. Um, I don't know, Bullseye. He may have been mm-hmm. in the scene where the you know the Beyonder uh, took everybody, all the heroes and villains from Earth, but he's just there. Uh, along with 45 other villains and you never, and he never actually does any you never see him do anything in the storyline itself so mm-hmm. I mean it could be that way where some of it is uh, cameos mm-hmm. you
0: know yeah. Jessica
1: Jones is there but you know she has you know she's just there for the crowd scene even if she was there for the crowd scene that would make me so happy <laughs> right I mean but
2: imagine you know. Coulson imagine Coulson was there oh man yeah
1: Oh, that is one thing I did find this uh, weekend. I found um, the Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Funko Pop at Game Sp- GameStop.
2: Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool.
1: yeah. I haven't found the Jessica Jones one yet, but we found uh, Luke Cage. And it's branded as nice. Jessica Jones, not Luke Cage. I suppose that would have come out with the Jessica Jones line. He might be get his own
2: one or Cage at some point.
1: That's what I'm thinking.
2: I and mean, they do so many, like, Pop oh, Funkos now that there's one for, like, stuff. everything. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, I I found yours this weekend, too. It was in the bargain basement, but, or bargain bin, but, you know. My uh, one? Yeah, the Andy Urko Funko one? Pop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the L, the LMD one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, next, first, when I, when I meet you, I'm going to bring it and have you sign it for me for my collection, you know.
2: Until then, it's in the prize cupboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bought them all, Andy. There
1: was ten of them in the bargain bin, two ninety nine each. We're gonna that's 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 what we're gonna be sending people for presents, Andy. We're gonna be sending them Andy Funko Pops. Nice. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> you know, you joke up at that, but but you could actually get them.
2: Ma- I'm sure you could get them made up. Like three D printers can do yeah. ridiculous things these days. I don't think anyone really wants a me Funko Pop to be honest.
1: If I could do it, oh, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. There there could be I could have 3 Andy. I could have the Agents of Shield cast uh Colonel Chaos Funko Pop. Actually, I could probably do 6. Yep. We could have the sexy Sergeant salad. Yeah. Variance, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one needs that. <laughs> We could have the B team branded one, and I could have a knuckleballer one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: We <laughs> could we could have a whole set. <laughs>
2: nice. Yeah. So <laughs> Mantis is in uh, Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Swelling cast getting bigger by the day. Basically, everybody is joining the cast. Um. Speaking of joining the cast, uh, Andy Serkis has been confirmed to be in Black Panther. Okay. So he's been added to the cast list. And now he plays uh, Ulysses Claw in uh, in the movie, and obviously we saw him previously mm-hmm. in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and yep. we kind of assumed that he would come back for Black Panther because they kind of did his origin in there, where he lost his hand and whatnot, and uh, he was he was definitely uh, tied to uh, Wakanda and whatnot, what with the vibranium sort of stockpile that he'd managed to hold for himself and then sold on to Ultron. Yep. So yeah, we're interested to see how he plays into it. I would assume that he'll be the sort of... probably the main villain. Or at least one of the villains. Because obviously we've got... Uh, we've got man Ape in it as well. As well as uh, Eric Killmonger. So that's three villains. It's too many for an origin thing. I don't know. I mean, you might see one of them being like... Not actually a villain of the current day Black Panther. One of them might end up being a villain of the old Black Panther, like True. T'Challa's dad, True. T'Chaka. So, don't you know. We'll see. And then he would have two villains to to face off against, which would be fine. But yeah, it's it's, it's good. Um, I like we love how they, love, like these movies all tied together. It's one of the best things about about this whole whole thing. So yeah, good to get another we tie there. Um, you posted a new story. To the chat, and I can't remember what it was off the top of my head. I got a couple.
1: Uh, First of all, it looks like Peter Dinklage is getting a dye job and getting his hair uh, dyed red.
0: Mm -hmm. Which
1: kind of makes people thinking that he will be Pip the Troll in Infinity War. And,
2: you know... Makes sense. Hmm? Makes sense. It's kind of a shame, though, to uh, almost, uh, Pip the Troll's not a great character, to be honest, and like Peter Dinklage is a phenomenal actor, so you'd kind of be ashamed to waste him on that. I'd much rather see him be Modoc. Like, he should be Modoc.
1: Well, uh, you know, I'm, I have very little, if any, uh, experience with Pip the Troll. I know it was a, wasn't he like, he was kind of Adam Warlock's sidekick, I thought.
2: I can't remember. I mean, like, I get, I'm the same as you. Like, I've only seen him in very much in passing, but he's not an interesting character to me. I haven't you know, like, <laughs> he's just, it's kind of a throwaway. Like, yeah, he's just a wee troll guy. Cool. Okay. I don't well, think he has a deep backstory. Like, they, they could they could just, like, really make him anything.
1: Well, the the thing about this is if Pip the troll is there, Adam Warlock can't be far behind. That's true, actually, yeah. Which does make it uh, more of an interesting story. Mm, yeah. So we got to hope Adam warlock, isn't it? Hmm?
2: Mm. I hope Adam warlock, isn't it? Um, like I said, I'd like to see them add a couple of like new faces. Although it's it'd be cool to see the Avengers and the Guardians team up, or uh, or however that plays out. Like come into contact at least. Um, but yeah, like I, I definitely want to see like a few new faces added in it as well. Not sure how like how the running time's going to be for this movie, because like when you see sixty-four characters and you like even these characters that they're confirming just now, like you can just see the runtime like spiraling, like adding minutes for each character. It's talking like
1: three-hour movie. Maybe I know where you're coming with with it, but yeah, um, we'll see.
0: I don't make I, 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 they, they I, I think it's me. gonna be a lot of cameos.
1: <laughs> I think it's gonna be a lot of cameos i I think you know people are gonna be afterwards oh what the fuck uh the crimson spider didn't get any uh any uh lines or uh you know silver sable was there, but she was just in the background. What a waste things like that and um so i I, I see that happening to an extent. And you know, that's just that's just teasers. That's just hints for the future. Think about uh, you mm. know, think about Black Panther, think about Spider Man. I'm trying to think of uh sometimes uh, you know, so they're use they're using some of these movies just to introduce the characters. Oh. Uh, Falcon, so uh, Falcon, you know, uh, has had a limited role. War Machine to an extent, but now they're all coming into hmm. their own for Phase Four. So this is, you know, this will pro there will probably that yeah, probably be a Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel uh, cameo. In yeah, I would hope so. And well, and you we're saying Infinity War. It's it is still kind of a two part movie. We don't know what Avengers Four is. You know, is Mm -hmm. it, is it, is that going to be Avengers reassembled? Is that going to be the aftermath of the Infinity War? Um, You know, are you going to take the airport scene and just multiply it by 10, you know, and have, instead of having a dozen heroes uh, charging at each other, are you going to have 50 does the 64 characters include uh kind of background characters like Odin or uh eternity or you know is it going to be 64 heroes or is it going to be 64 characters is Je- is thunderbolt ross one of the characters you know things mm. like that um aunt milf is you know is she one of the 64 <laughs> <laughs> if she has <is>, chips in, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I'm think So what you know when you say there's 64 characters? Well, look look at uh you know almost any movie. Look at it. Look at any Mar- Marvel movie or Avengers movie. There's probably 64 people in the cast to begin with. Maybe not 64 named characters though.
2: Like with with us. Any kind of storyline, like a lot of people that are in like a movie, will just be Shield Agent Number Two. Yeah. It's just the guy that's in the background. You may it might say one word in the whole movie. Could have been Coulson, Marvel, <laughs> or any of the Shield Agents. But anyway, that's a, that's a separate gripe. Um, there's a couple of bits and pieces of news about mm-hmm. Cloak and Dagger as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so the the pilot has landed a director. You're cutting out, Andy. Who is the pilot has landed
1: a director? Yeah.
2: Who I, I don't even see this guy's name in this article. <laughs> this, is, yeah, that, that's this is a terrible a article.
1: <laughs> article. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pulaski is supposed to be the showrunner. Hmm. And okay, so it must have. They have a director, but they haven't announced it. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. that was just the washed-out ever. <laughs> yeah, that was a non-news thing. Moving on. Yeah, so
2: they've they've got an art, they've got the director, but yeah, well, uh, and also uh, there's a rumor going around that they have cast uh, cloak and uh, cloak and dagger themselves. Yes, uh, Noah Gray, K.B. and Debbie Ryan. Yep.
1: And, not uh, familiar with either of those two. All right, Noah G- Gray KB was in Heroes and Co- Code Black. Debbie Ryan is in Jesse and Rebel Radio. Uh, so KB played. I'm trying to remember the character in Heroes. Oh, it's, it was Mika, was it not the young boy? I think so.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: And uh. Like- i since then. <laughs> and Debbie Ryan is a uh, one of the Disney kids. She's been on a, uh, the, the two shows she's been into are de- uh, Disney shows.
0: Hmm.
1: And that starts okay, cool. fil- f- filming uh, next month.
2: Oh, nice. So that's that's next year that one comes out, isn't it? Yeah, late.
0: Hmm.
2: Cool. Interested to see it. Um They've always been interesting kind of background characters for me, but I'll be interested to see what they do with the TV show.
1: And the, the same article says that um, the Runaways cast uh, is in final preps as well.
2: Oh, nice. So. Cool.
1: Uh, the, the more, the merrier. <laughs> I agree. I mean, uh, we'll see how Runaways is. Uh, you know, that's the one that I'm a little concerned about because I think they're doing it goofy. and But Cloak and Dagger... I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I got one more news story for you. Okay. And this is this is
2: related to video game news, Chip.
1: Oh yes, I forgot about this. Yes, I did see this. Yes,
2: so <laughs> uh, Marvel and Square Enix announced that they are teaming up to make. Uh, Avengers video games. Uh, they're, they're calling it the the Avengers project, which is going to span multiple games over multiple years. And the the developer Square uh, Enix is just the publisher. But bear this in mind. Um, and the developer of the games is going to be certainly f- for the beginning anyway is Idios uh, Montreal. Okay. Who
1: uh,
2: who are like the people that were behind Tomb Raider?
1: Tomb Raider, and don't they do the Deus Ex ones as well? I think Eidos. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, awesome. Like, all of that, give, give me all of it.
1: <laughs> well, I wasn't a fan of the original Deus Ex, as you know, if anyone are listening to the B Team. Uh, yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I'm Human not a fan Revolution. of the
2: Deus Ex either. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of that at all either. But when you look at, like, a game like that, and you could see that transported into, like, like, say, if you look at even the last game, the Mankind Divided, from mm-hmm. from what I've seen of that game, like, you transpose that onto being like playing Iron Man, for example, uh, and not having to do stealth things, but still have all these kind of like suit upgrades and all that sort of stuff, and augments and, and things like that. That's fucking cool. Like, that would be awesome. First person Iron Man game? Yes. count me in. If they can get the flying right, that's always the hard bit with making like. Making a playable Iron Man. Yeah, because well, all other Iron Man games, games have been are terrible. Shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, that's that's a developer with uh, with a good pedigree behind it, behind these games, rather than just like Activision just churning out games for the the license, or uh, or Sega even as well. So yeah, really cool. Uh, can't wait to see what they what they have up their sleeves for an Avengers game.
1: I hope it works. I mean, there hasn't been I I'm not a big fan of the Lego Marvel games just for so many reasons, but uh there hasn't been a really good Marvel game in years. Amazing Spider-Man was pretty decent the first one. Yeah, but that that's probably 4 or 5 years old now. Yeah, I think it was
2: 2012,
1: so that's like five years ago. And I guess you could say the Disney Infinity stuff wasn't bad, but I don't think it was the game we were yeah. looking for.
2: No. I mean, the actual game component of it wasn't that great. Like, it, the figures and stuff are great, but the, mm. the game component was not that good.
1: Sorry. But it wasn't great, so. All right. Anything else? Uh, that was about all the news that I had. Okay. Then why don't we get right into this week's episode, Andy? Do we have a name for this week's episode?
2: We do, yes. Yeah. So this is season four, episode eleven of Marvel's Agents of Shield, which was called "Wake Up." And if I remember, at the end of this episode, you will hear the song "Wake Up" by Rage Against the Machine. Okay, I didn't so pick up on that, but I'm that, not a that's Rage a great fan. Song. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I mean at the end of our episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm talking to the listeners here. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. And, and, and so.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: So we uh, we see a flashback to five days ago where we see uh, me and Coulson parting. This is the scene where uh, they said that after this mission's over, then they'll finally crack open their bottle of whiskey. Um, we see me talking to Radcliffe, who's acting kind of... Shady, I would say. Very, <laughs> he's very uh, not a fan of the words that uh, the director was using to describe Ada and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, May, May goes to Radcliffe's to escort Ada to the, the mission that they were going on. I can't even remember what that mission was. It's like, what was this mission? Like, nope, nope, can't remember. But I think it was the mission with uh, Robbie to like get the dark hole back off of the ghost lady, I believe.
1: Uh, maybe, yeah, she, yeah, it was around that time, and they were, go- and they were, and May was sent to bring Ada in.
2: Oh, no, 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 it was to deal with, uh, Robbie's uncle, that's what it was. Yep, alright. That's what it was, e- uh, Eli, it was to deal with Eli, that was it. Because they already had the Darkhold back at that point because Radcliffe had already read it. Okay, yep, so that's what it was. Okay, um, so uh, May does say that she will destroy the dark Darkhold when all this is over, which uh, Radcliffe doesn't like this idea. So he calls uh, Ada to tell her to expect May and uh, to activate Sunset Protocol, which is some programming that he's embedded in Ada's system. Um, Now, when May gets to Radcliffe's place, Ada's there and says she's happy to help her and whatnot. Uh, We see Ada saying that she will retrieve the neural assessment gauge, and then she ejects May with something before knocking her out and putting her clothes on a May LMD that she has waiting. So this obviously shows us when May was replaced. Uh, We see her uploading the real May's memories into the May LMD and then basically switches them out. And she wakes up the fake May, the LMD, just after she said the words neural assessment gauge. Yep. And from that point on, fake May has been May. Uh, We we then see another flashback to slightly more forward in time to one day ago. Uh, We see that May's in some sort of day spa loop where each time she leaves the room she wakes up on the same bed again and she then gets fed up of this and beats up the dude at the spa and, and, and subsequently wakes up and we see the scene of Ada choking me again. I think that was, I can't remember if that was last week or the week before.
1: I think you're right.
2: Yeah. Um, and then we see today, uh, today Radcliffe has me in a new program and Ada at this point questions why May may still alive because it doesn't make logical sense. Thank you, Ada. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been asking this question for weeks, <laughs> and they finally like addressed it on the show, which is quite uh, bold of them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Radcliffe says that. Uh, well, Ada says that. Oh, they've copied her brain and uh, her physical appearance, and knowing that she knows that she's been replaced, so why are we keeping this real me alive? She's just like a loose end that we could tie up. Um, but Radcliffe says that the that framework is in beta testing, and also they are not killers. Which is what, which is I like think, is what you said when mm-hmm. when I questioned it the other week. Uh, he does say that Nathanson was a drastic over adjustment, <laughs> which is a bit of an understatement for killing a person.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he's trying to well, he's trying to rationalize with an android. You know, mm. she doesn't mm. really have morals, or uh, you know, she's not supposed to have feelings or anything like that. I mean, she does, but, she, you know, she just doesn't understand. She has to understand where logic needs to take uh, a backseat to morals and decency. Mm, yep. So. so. Go ahead. Um,
2: they, uh, they have their safety net, which they reveal is a second LMD who is in play. And then, this episode after this became Guess the LMD. <laughs> Hold on, what, uh, what? And I don't know about... It... Try that again? This episode after that, this became Guess the LMD. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> me, me and the wife were playing along the, the whole episode going like, okay, they, they wouldn't say that. That's the LMD. Got with them. And neither of us got it right. <laughs> so um basically we we see a lot of stuff here where uh people with people acting out characters. So first of all we see Daisy and Colson, they've they've got a plan that doesn't seem like them. So you're like, hmm, which one of them's in LMD? And uh we find out that uh, Daisy's going to go and sign the, the Sokovia Accords. Uh, and meanwhile, Colton and Yo-Yo will plant a bug and send on the deal's office in order to uh, get background info on like how she's tied up with the Watchdogs and whatnot. Uh, that does sound like a Coulson plan. Once the the whole plan is revealed, but uh, Talbot apparently wasn't aware of this until this moment. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he's all uh, good see to it see it about place. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he. Of course he is because <laughs> he's Talbot. Uh, we see at Radcliffe's place that uh, the real Mae is awake and is starting to plot her escape. She's uh, started to try and cut through her restraints with a, a bit of glass that's broken. Uh, we see Yo Yo and Mac. Uh, Yo Yo is happy that Turtle Man came out to play this morning.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> they, and and they 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 saved themselves real quick because this could have been taken way in way too many ways.
2: Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> it so was, even yeah, though they even yeah. though they called it out. Like, <laughs> cause she does say she's not she's not talking about his his turtle man. She's talking about him as tur- like yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Mac and Euro Bank quickly. She does say some weird things here. She says I enjoy you and mm. like talks about his his body and stuff like that, and which was a bit weird. And she also says I'm a knockout. She's yeah. a bit kind of up herself, but yeah, okay. She's she's like high on on the adrenaline of being banged by Mac, I suppose. Like, okay. But at this point, uh, Mac gets a text and his demeanor immediately changes from like relaxed and like happy to like, like throwing on his clothes and leaving to go and do something else, which is, which is totally out of character for Mac. And then I was like, oh, is Mac, Mac's the LMD. It's gotta be. Mac, this is, this is not like Mac. So yeah, he, he leaves. Um, we then see uh, Fitz, who is studying some footage of Ada, and May comes to see him and asks if Ada could have stopped what she was doing. And Fitz is like, "No, she wasn't. She wasn't really in control because it's the dark Darkhold that took hold of her and whatnot. She did not really have a choice in the matter." So this is uh this is the fake May trying to kind of come to terms with the fact that she might be fake. Or it might not be fake, and she doesn't know what the deal is. Uh, Coulson mentions that Mac requested personal time, so won't be on this mission. Which, again, I was like, okay, Mac is definitely an LMD because he is—he's lying to uh, to Yo Yo about what he's doing because he didn't say he was going off to like see his brother or anything like that. Which if, it was the only thing that I could think of. Like oh he must be going to see his brother, but then probably lie to her about it because I assume she knows about his brother because he's just a, he's just a guy. True. So, um, Coulson uh, sorry Talbot also warns Coulson not to go through with bugging the deal's office as it could launch an investigation into Coulson. And I was like oh I would actually want that to happen. Please let that happen. <laughs> Because if they launch an investigation to Coulson, then they'll find out that, that Coulson is alive mm-hmm. and in the public eye, and will be back alive. And then he can go back, and he can go and talk to uh, Steve Rogers again and uh, Tony Stark and whatnot. Uh, yeah, cool. Catch him. <laughs> and then the Acker, his like girlfriend. The, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Although I think uh, I think May might have something to say about that. <laughs> uh, the, uh, so uh, Talbot also says that uh, he's just trying to deal with like what Colson keeps handing him this steaming pile of fart pebbles, <laughs> fart nuggets. And man, fart! No, I think he said pebbles. I thought it was fart nuggets. All right, I, I said pebbles. Nuggets is better. Fart nuggets. Uh, I, and they mentioned how they're kind of like the odd couple.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: right, I, that felt slightly flat on me. But yeah, all right, whatever. I mean, I've never seen the Odd Couple, but.
2: Like they are kind of an odd couple, sort of thing, got that kind of dynamic going on. Um, yeah, Talbot does say that he wants to take shield assets to a military facility to protect them. And Colson's like, What that makes no sense because the shield people are trained to protect the assets. But what he's worried about is that if they get caught, then they'll end up getting deposed, and all the shield people will end up being interviewed and they'll reveal shield secrets and whatnot. I think, I think that's what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, or confiscated Uh, and put, you know, and moved to another, uh, you know, into a secure location where they can't be tampered with, things like that. Out of of Shield's control, I guess, is the best way to put it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, At Radcliffe's place, May manages finally to get out of her restraints, and... Ada catches her by punching her through a glass panel in a door, and they have a they have a bit of a fight, which
1: was quite cool. I just love the way that uh, Ada when she t- takes a hit, you know, she just mm. like turns her face and with no no expression whatsoever, and uh, respawn and counters. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's just. Yeah. and it's a decent fight between the two of them and watching as and the thing that makes it kind of cool is there is no reaction from Ada there's no grunts there's no uh losing her breath there's no screams of pain it's you know right. so it it makes for an interesting uh, scenario yeah. Plus, like,
2: Mae is flapping around as usual and yeah. uh, grabbing any weapons which are uh, close to hand, including a fireside poker, which she uses eventually to stab Ada in the belly with. With it, and uh, obviously this doesn't doesn't kill her or anything like that, but it certainly knocks the wind out of her and makes her fall down a little bit. And she, uh, she runs off and goes upstairs. Now, we then see uh, we then see over at Daisy's hearing, which is basically the sign of the Sokovia cause, and she has to answer for all the things that she's done before. Uh, she has a bit of a conversation with Mace. First, though, uh, that she doesn't get nervous anymore, and we do find out that Coulson has told Daisy about Director Mace being fake, <laughs> essentially. Coulson's been like, yeah, by the way, Director Mace, yeah, yeah, he's not an inhuman. He's just a guy who gets injected sometimes with serum. And uh yeah, I'm the director again, but he is the face of Shield. And he's not really any human in all this. So interesting that uh that Colson's revealed that to Daisy. I'd be curious to see who else he's told about it. Probably the whole probably the whole team, I would think.
1: I would think the core team knows, yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, she also mentions that uh, Coulson believed in Daisy before she believed in herself, and also that he believes in Mace because he, because Mace was just trying to do the right thing for his country, effectively, which which is a uh, kind of nice sentiment, very Coulson like. Uh, we see Coulson and YoYo getting into the building as well. Uh, YoYo's got YoYo's got a fake ID. Um, and Yo-Yo tries to quiz Colson about Mac and his uh, personal things. But Colson's like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting involved in this. I want no part of this. Um, and he says that he he only knows uh, what's in Mac's file about Mac, even though he spent six months on a plane with him. He's a, he's quite a private person. Uh, he does he does have an interesting uh, thing that he says here. He says, isn't it better to learn things organically than all at once from a file? Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. It's a, that's actually a good sentiment to kind of to live your life by. Uh, we see Yo-Yo stealing a badge from a guard and then they go into Senator Nadir's office and uh, Coulson, it Coulson calls her like a wise-ass. Yes. As if it's a bad thing and she's like, she's like, yeah, no, no, I've never found that to be a bad thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's very like, she's very I, I get in trouble in all the time for being a wise-ass. <laughs> yeah.
2: So uh, we see back at Shield, Fitz is busy working in bed, which <laughs> that was about weird. Like, I'm like, why is he not like in the office? He's just like sprawled out in the bed with all this paperwork everywhere and like absolutely absorbed into whatever it is that he's investigating. Um, and Simmons asks him like, "Oh, one of the good things about uh, having a girlfriend is that you can talk to her when things are wrong." And he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm. You know how I am when I'm processing. I just go all quiet." And I was like, "Oh." Fits an LMD. He's talking about processing. There's like a chip in his mind. He's just, he's i7. He's just processing away. Uh oh. Fits an LMD. Like everyone, I think at this point, I thought, oh, they're an LMD in <laughs> this episode.
0: Uh, so, yeah.
1: uh, I'm kind of there with you. It's quite quite clever. Like it was
2: interesting the the way they did this episode, it's quite a bit different from the the last ones, and it makes the LMD storyline a bit more interesting, having a little bit of mystery in amongst it. Uh, we then see uh, Daisy answering the committee questions. She basically has no problem with them until it gets to Senator Nadir, because she explains that she was only doing she was undercover and she's only been like trying to help people and whatnot. And they, they seem to be happy enough with her, with her answers to their questions until it gets to Senator Nadir. Um, Daisy does say, like in amongst us, that all inhumans deserve help, whatever they may be. Um, and this is in reference to Nadir's brother.
1: Well, yeah, she says basically, in, you know, the, the, you know, the humans are Americans. There are friends. Uh, there are coworkers. There are brothers you know and with a you know looking straight at uh Nadir who gets uh you know a little uncomfortable in the chair because not many people know that her brother is an inhuman um so yeah it, it was it was a great line on Daisy's part yeah
2: um it's also kind of interesting uh, <laughs> Like to have this political situation going on in the show, and there's like real life things going on, kind of like this. Okay, yeah. As well, I don't obviously this isn't like timed at all, no. uh, to coincide with that. But yeah, it's it's good to have like a, a sort of positive speech like that out there, where like all 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 humans, even if they're humans, are still humans and should be treated equally. It's, it's good to have like a positive message out there. I agree. And other things are going the other way. <laughs> um, so Nadir then starts to question Daisy about the uh, the 7 million dollars that Daisy stole from banks whilst undercover for S.H.I.E.L.D. and Daisy's like well this was illegally obtained money being used to fund illegal operations and Nadir's like well those are unproven allegations but uh, has the US government recovered those funds and Daisy's like no no uh, I gave it to uh, worthy causes <laughs> I'm like okay um and, the dealer, and the dealer says to her, well, you just took the entire justice system into your own hands. Which is a kind of fair point, but at the same time, all she needs to do all she needs to do there is stand up and say, well, investigate the source of that money and you'll find out that it did come from, like, whatever, terrorism mm-hmm. or black market gun dealing or that, slavery and that sort of stuff. And uh, then, yeah, you'll see that I did the right thing. Because this is obviously that's obviously what she did. She investigated it, and if she hands over her like files or paperwork or research into that to these people, then they'll be able to see that as well. So she can easily deflect that rather than sort of try to run and hide from it a little bit.
0: Yeah,
2: because they don't they don't really answer this question. And, and like, and amongst this, like tablet starts to tell a deal that this uh, line of questioning is out of hand. But the—I don't know if you noticed this because I only noticed it like in my second watch. Uh, the head of the committee here, the guy that sitting in the mirror, I don't know what his name was, but uh, he sort of like looked at uh, Talbot and then like wagged his finger.
0: Oh yeah. Just to tell him to yes. stop and
2: like and yeah, and Talbot just shut up, stopped talking immediately. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is Talbot in LMD. <laughs> He's been commanded by
1: finger gestures. Oh, that wasn't the reason I thought Talbot was, but we'll get into it. Yeah, or or it's like this guy is
2: in charge of the funding for S.H.I.E.L.D. or something Mm. like that. So um, we do see Coulson and Yo-Yo planting the bugs that they were talking about earlier. Um, And Simmons and me are running comms in the background. Uh, All of a sudden the comms get blocked. And then an EMP goes off in Nadir's office when Yo-Yo looks in a drawer. Uh, This kind of knocks Yo-Yo out. And Yo-Yo and Coulson both get arrested. Uh, They get dragged into the courtroom in the middle of this. And uh, Nadir says, well, what's going on here with this uh, illegal shield operation with you guys planting bugs in my office? Uh, they, she also mentions that Yoyo signed the Accords and she was caught red-handed in a shield-sanctioned operation. And she says, shield is, an, is a criminal organization after all. Yeah. And thus basically ends the hearing. Um, we see Talbot and Mace getting warned by Nadir as well as the, the head of this committee. But they kind of get off with, like, a slap on the wrist, essentially, because um, the guy does, like, say to them that, oh, this is the last time, so this is, like, a final warning for them sort of thing. Um, but Talbot does reveal that there will be a Senate committee hearing about all of this. Oh, they're so, are in like, a lot of trouble. Getting... They are in a lot of trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah. Di- Diplomatically, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> they're They're in bother. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing Colson getting dragged up in front of the hearing and having to explain who he is and how he's not dead. Like, that would be good. And uh, hopefully he can get Steve Rogers to come and testify at his hearing. That would be good.
1: There, <laughs> like, oh,
2: Coulson's alive. There's the go. old
1: Andy that I remember.
2: <laughs> yeah. The optimism is back. The optimism is back. Uh, but uh, Colson is actually quite happy that this thing, the whole thing happened because it has revealed to them that there is a leak because the only way that they could, that Nadir would have known about all this is if somebody tipped her off that they were coming so they now need to find out uh, who the leak is uh, Talbot does say in amongst this though that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. only exists because of him and he does say maybe that's a mistake which I, I think is a little bit of a hint at, at this season <laughs> and it's back to the sad sad Andy sad Andy end of season <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now over at Radcliffe's place, uh, we see Mae running all the way up many flights of stairs. I don't know, like where this, where the hell he lives, well, but it seems he, to have a lot of stairs in him. Here's my
1: problem with that.
0: Hmm.
1: As far as we can tell, he he's on the ground floor. First of all, I I never assumed he was in a, an apartment building. I assumed based on uh, the layout, because uh, you can see the backyard and the gardens. In the, scenes, yep. in the scenes prior. Yep. So, I I assume he is not in some type of apartment building or high-rise, and he's not on the ground floor. I assume he's in, a, you know, a house. And I think we've even seen outside of his house once or twice. Uh, well,
2: yeah, we might have done it. Yeah. Like, he, it kind of reminded remind me, like, he'd be out in, like, the Hamptons, that sort of place, like, some uh, posh place where it was... Yeah, the suburbs, like where he's living in a detached house. Yes, like I mean, he seems to he seems to have made enough money to be able to live in a sort of house of that caliber. But yeah, no, and not uh, not an apartment complex.
1: So why the hell is she running up the stairs when she can go out the back door?
2: Yeah, that's you know, that's exactly what my wife said. She's like, why the hell did May me not just like walk out the front door? <laughs>
1: like, the, like it's the right there. The front door, the back and door. The the, I mean, there's yeah. I, 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 if it's if there's at least windows showing a backyard, if not slider mm-hmm. doors. Why the hell would you go uh, start climbing a stairwell? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so May runs up a bunch of flights of stairs,
2: uh, and then finds Ada again, and and it's the same Ada. It's worth noting that because she does have like a stab wound in her uh, in her stomach.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and she does have the fire poker, so it's not like a different uh, Ada uh, LMD up there, it's the same one, weirdly. Uh, May says that she won't give up, and then her and uh, May and Ada have another bit of a fight, much shorter this time. And it does end up with uh, May kicking Ada off a balcony. And she doesn't fall down, though, she vanishes into the matrix. Pure pixels, yeah, the matrix. And and we find out that this is all in VR. It's all just an amazing VR program with incredibly realistic graphics. If you only you could get this on, on Oculus. <laughs> so uh, Ada appeals again behind May. Another, this is a different Ada with, without any wounds. And explains that May is fighting a program which they call the Framework. Um, and she's been doing this for it doesn't seem like that long, but certainly for the last couple of days. And she wipes May's memory and makes her basically start again. Uh, however, she does get faster at solving this uh, program every time uh, due to memory traces. And May does say that, oh, well, that's good, and I will get out eventually. Yes. Which, which means they need to change up the program ASAP. And. Um, Simmons catches fit studying Ada. No, he's not looking at naked pictures of her. Don't worry. <laughs> he's uh, he's trying to work out what went wrong with her, basically. Um, uh, Simmons mentions that Ada has Deathlock's eye technology in her head, which is a nice little callback to season one, if you remember.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: And uh, someone's kind of calls him out for being obsessed with Ada, and, like, this is all a bit weird. But Fitz says, well, I'm not actually obsessed. Like, he's got a theory, and he's been investigating that theory. And didn't they really mention what the theory was at this point, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, Fake May then goes to Radcliffe, so this is the May LMD, uh, basically to confront Radcliffe and asks him, what the hell did you do to me? And Radcliffe obviously realizes that she knows something is off and kind of reveals to her that she's actually not the real May, The real May is somewhere off safe, and she's just a copy, basically. Uh, she does say that she wants to tell Coulson like about all of this, but that she can't because her programming has kind of programmed her in such a way that she won't want to tell Coulson. Not that she can't, but that she won't want to. Mm. And she also won't want to harm Radcliffe, which is I, I thought was a bit slightly more unbelievable. Because the real May would definitely want to harm Radcliffe at this point, she, uh, but he just yeah, tells her
1: she, to she still understands yeah. justice and outright killing him. I'm not sure she would want to. Oh yeah, that. Not, maybe not kill him yet. I suppose
2: because she does go to like bludgeon him with like a I don't know what else, but a, some sort of heavy ball object. Um, but yeah, Radcliffe tells her to just do what she truly wants. Or who she truly wants, which is Phil Coulson, <laughs> which is going to be very awkward if that actually happens. If Coulson ends up banging the May LMD, very weird.
1: Yeah, that's going to that's going to that's going to be odd.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of hope it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, <laughs> it's going to be creepy and weird. I think I think Coulson would would catch it before it got that far, but you would never know. Uh, so at, the, at this point, uh, the Shield team arrives, with including Fitz and, and Coulson and whatnot. And it turns out that Fitz's theory was right, and Radcliffe was behind the whole Ada thing. Basically, after Radcliffe read the Darkhold, he then reprogrammed Ada. So it wasn't like it wasn't Ada who reprogrammed herself; it was Radcliffe that was programming her the whole time. Interesting when you think back, like some of the things that have happened and whatnot. Uh, May, though, is, is obviously there, and Coulson's like, what are you doing here, May? Why are you here? <laughs> You're not on this operation. Uh, and May's like, oh, I was just here to investigate Radcliffe. After what Fitz said, like, something was off, and she came to speak to Radcliffe, and he confessed. I'm like, right, okay, nice covering, May. She's back in.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we then get to see Yo-Yo asking Mac where he went, and he reveals that he got a text from an ex and uh, and she's basically like out the door at this point. She's like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. Uh, and he's, Max says that he wants to tell her about Hope. And now YoYo at this point says that she's not a jealous woman, but uh, clearly she is. Like her reaction to this is clearly very jealous. Mm. And yeah, she's basically like about to break up with him. But uh, he then tells her about Hope who was his daughter who died 11 years ago. Uh, it turns out that he and his ex Nicole had their lifeline together and whatnot. Um, but when their daughter Hope was born it was touch and go and she only ended up living for four days and uh, tomorrow is Hope's birthday and Nicole has a hard time with it so that's his ex Nicole. she's had a hard time with it so she texted uh, she texted Mac and asked him to go and see her and he went to spend the day with her to basically remember their daughter. Which was incredibly heartbreaking. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was, I was very sad about this because, like, Mac is such like a strong sort of stoic individual, and like to find out that he's got something like this in his past was just not nice. Uh, and but obviously, it, if you remember back to when uh, when he was sitting, just after he'd been possessed by the Ghost Rider, right? Maybe certainly yep. had that bit of paper and it had the date on it and that. Yep. And it said I'm sure it said hope on it. Yeah, so that was obviously yep. his daughter's birthday. So pre- pretty sad to to get that bit of backstory, but it definitely like adds to his his character. Uh, we then have a scene with Colson and May, where Colson says, Today was uh, sorry, uh, May says today wasn't great and offers Colson whiskey. <laughs> and Colson says, No, cauliflower isn't great which uh, he's completely right, it's horrible. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> he says call of color isn't great, but today it was a kick in the balls. <laughs> and then we see like fake May trying to seduce Colson by like touching his arm and like trying to give give him whiskey. And you're like, hmm, this is all a, this is not like May. Like the real May wouldn't be like this.
0: I well
1: uh, so I don't know. You know I, we don't know what uh Slinky May is like. Or seductive, May.
2: We do though. Yeah, we we do. We've seen Slinky May before because remember she used to bang Ward.
1: No, uh, yeah, but that that was different. Uh, that that was just yes. that was just sex. That was business. But yeah, you know the, the yeah. way it was just. I mean, it was almost it was it was almost prostitution you know it was a business transaction to an extent (laughs) uh they just kind of got did what they needed to do and moved on
2: very true and and, uh, like she obviously does have feelings for colson and whatnot so probably wouldn't be quite like that with colson so maybe there's a bit more kind of flirtiness involved there but yeah, I mean they they have been making eyes at each other for mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a couple of seasons now, so uh she's finally like going, Yeah, I've got nothing to lose, I might as well make the moves on him. I'm like, okay. So we'll see what happens with that. It could be very weird if he, if he, if he goes through with it. Uh we then see uh, Fitz going to see Radcliffe, who is locked up in the holding cell. Uh Fitz says that he made a mistake believing in Radcliffe after the whole uh thing with Hive and whatnot. And he does. He says he uh, Fitz has been like a son to him, which I was like, "Oh, Fitz is an LMD. Radcliffe's created him, so that's why he sees him as a, thun, a son." But I mean, they did kind of have that father-son dyma- dynamic a little bit at the tail end of last season, and then at the start of this season. Uh, Radcliffe does say as well that his. Uh, his only goal is to preserve life. It's his first priority always. And he says, I still care about you, Fitz. And at this point, Fitz grabs a gun off a guard and shoots him in the head. <laughs> because Fitz realises that Radcliffe is an LMD. And, and you get this sort of repetition of him going, I still care about you, Fitz. I still care about you, Fitz. As he's like dying. As the LMD is going out of commission which was, I thought it was quite funny.
1: Now, do you think... But yeah, so Radcliffe was an LMD. I think there's still one more. I mean, why would the Radcliffe LMD... I mean, the Radcliffe LMD had... or Yeah, the Radcliffe LMD had been pretty much shut out of S.H.I.E.L.D. So he had no access to anything at this point. Yep. See, so he, he can't be their, like, backup plan, because
2: no. that's not really a backup plan. To have an LMD that, like, isn't inside shield, the, there's not, that's not a backup at all, that's just, that's his protection basically, he's mm-hmm. created that as the shield to him, so that's fine, like he's essentially sacrificed that LMD but yeah, I totally agree, there must be another LMD in there, who, who it is, Pfft, no idea. Okay, that's, that was going to be like, my next I mean, question. Men- I, I could see, yeah, it- I mean, I've I mentioned like Bits, uh Mac, <laughs> Talbot,
1: you know, there could be any of these ones. I could see Talbot, I could see Talbot very easy. Um, I could see Fitz, because it would have been easy to... uh, He spent so much time at uh, Radcliffe's. It would have been easy to take him out and uh, replace him. Um, Fitz, uh, Fitz, Fitz and Talbot are my two choices. I could see Mac to an extent, but... I don't know. Something that, that that doesn't feel right. I, yeah, I mean,
2: the only ones that the only ones that we can eliminate a hundred percent are Yo-Yo and Daisy because yep. they have powers, powers, and there's no way that an LMD could replicate those powers. So there's definitely not either of those two. But I mean, anyone else, it could be like Colson already has like a bionic arm. <laughs> you know, he's like he's halfway there. Um, uh, and yeah, Fitz is behaving weird, Max being a bit off, but he's given a very good reason for it. But Like that doesn't mean that he's still not he's not an LMD, (laughs) and and yeah Talbot's just come back in and uh like Talbot's been Talbot's been copied like not copied before but they've uh, had fake Talbots before, Mm -hmm. so we could have another fake Talbot. I don't know. It's very hard to tell. (laughs) I'd be interested to see like. Like I think they've they've done this as like a red herring to us, like going oh Radcliffe's the other L- LMD, and then see two three episodes down the line, there's going to be another one revealed, and you'll be whole it'll be a holy shit moment. Yeah. Uh, so we see Radcliffe um, in an office with Senator Nadia watching the Radcliffe LMD die. So he's in coots with Nadir now. Um, but it seems to have basically just happened, and she does say that he'll need to, he'll have to meet the superior. So a superior is definitely not Radcliffe, as was uh, was my suggestion last week.
1: I was I was wrong on that one. Oh, big surprise! Andy's uh, isn't that one of the rules <laughs> of the shows? Andy's always wrong. Yep. Yep. <laughs>
2: Is. Uh, and then in the after credit scene we see that the real May has been moved and is now in some underground bunker type thing somewhere and she is going through a slightly altered memory of Bahrain where she beats up the guys, as she did in real life, and kills the, the mum and then gets the kid out. So if you remember Back to the Bahrain incident, in, in reality she had to kill the kid. Because the kid was making everyone crazy with her powers, and basically, it was so, the only the kid way to was stop a bad day, like, kid. It was
1: a bad kid, yeah. <laughs> <needed to> be... <laughs> it was an evil kid,
2: <laughs> it was, and it was she was an inhuman, wasn't she? I assume so. Yeah, so yes, yeah. yeah, yeah no, she definitely was. So yeah, and that was the the end of the episode. We've we've got me in a in a happy place calling Andrew. Who obviously isn't around anymore. Um It was nice to hear him hear his voice again. I was like, Oh, I remember Andrew. But yeah, so she's got her happy ending out of that. I don't know how like if she'll want to fight that programming or if she'll just accept it, but she seems to be content for the time being. But yeah, very interesting episode. Actually a really good episode that one.
1: It was good. I watched it. You and I both watched it just before we uh, recorded this afternoon. I liked it better the second time. Um, yeah. I, I I like the Who Done It thing. I love puzzles like this, you know, mysteries, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Who is the other uh, plant? And I love red hearings, and it's like, mm, could be him, could be him. <laughs> Um, so I, I find things, I, 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 so I dig that part of it. One of the things that, uh, because of this, and I, I, I'm sure it was a closed door, uh, well, no, it was supposed to be a pu- publicity, uh, stunt to an extent, so I don't think it was. The, hear- the hearings with Daisy, Mm. Coulson just got paraded in front of everybody in the handcuffs. So, does this mean that the world now is aware that Coulson lives?
2: It might have been like a closed hearing, like as in no like no cameras sort of thing. Um, and most of the people at that probably wouldn't have recognized him or might not have seen him before. Because so, I mean, he was just a, like a government agent before, basically. But there's like, going to be a. Real-
1: there's going to be reports. There's going to... I mean, you would expect the information would get out. The, yeah, th- certainly as is, is part of their investigation, I think so. I think you're right. So. So, I'm here. Okay, but- does this open the door that Coulson uh, is re- can, you know—is revealed, can go have that talk with Steve, go hang out with Amy Acker if he doesn't want to stick with May instead, uh, or fake May. yeah <laughs> um, There's a threesome for you. Um, (laughs) But so, you know, you have you have that you have uh, the fact that um, I I, I'm just very I I mean, I'm not a big fan of this storyline to an extent because it's kind of who's the bad guy? Who are, who are we battling here? Are we battling uh Radcliffe and Ada? Are we battling the Watchdogs? Um who is the you know is it Senator N- Who's the villain? And wh- what it, what where is this going? So I think, you know, I mean Ghost Rider had a story. It was an a point and a clear bad guy. And this one it's like, I just don't know where you're going with this.
2: Yeah, I, I can agree with you to a certain extent. I think the issue is that we've not actually met the quote-unquote bad guy yet because it will be this guy, that the superior, whoever he ends up being. Hopefully it's like some kind of Marvel villain, even if it's like a BC list uh, villain, that's fine. Uh, or, I mean, it could be somebody we've met before who's flipped sides, could be anybody, really. Like, it could be, uh, it could be one of the Koenig brothers.
1: <laughs> well, they're back next week.
2: Yep, so uh, I don't know. We might get to might get to meet the superior next week. I hope they do reveal who the superior is next week, but not till like the right at the end of the episode. I hope it's uh, a big reveal. But I want to see the the connicks back and see them get their story explained, and hopefully they're still on the good side because I, I did like those guys.
1: Do you have a calendar handy? Uh, yep. I have a computer. I, it's a built-in calendar. Yeah, I'm trying to find the calendar on my computer, and I can't. What is March 5th? <laughs> that's Mac for you. <laughs> that's, that, that's Mac for you. <laughs> March 5th is a Sunday. So, okay. Never mind. Because they, they're they <laughs> pimping that time after time again, and, and it premieres March 5th.
0: Hmm.
1: So I was just curious. So, all right. Um, other than... We got a few tweets... And we have the ratings. Let's do the ratings first. It was bad. Tied the series low again. Uh, 0. 0.6. 2 million viewers. Um, that's the overnight numbers. I don't have uh, three-day, and I'm not going to look them up now um, for the week before. But I'll try. But uh, I've, I've been seeing things on Twice uh, Facebook today. uh they're starting the Save Shield uh, pr- uh, campaigns. If I don't know if you saw that.
2: hmm Yep. I mean, uh, they're obviously listening to our show, and uh, we're seeing the warning signs, like, cropping up with, like, bits and pieces in the show, as well as, like, what's been said at uh, cons and stuff like that. Although no, no one said it directly, the... the season may not end and whatnot, but the, certainly the way that they've been acting at the at the cons has kind of been an indication of that. It may not be at
1: all; like they might just be that
2: that's how they're playing it this season. But yeah.
1: So, and like we said, we are not going to sit here and start uh, the funeral until the end of the season, if this is the end. But um, you know, just the the ratings aren't good. And I'm not seeing them in the even actually uh, breaking the DVR ratings. Mm. So
2: weird. I mean, I mean that's is obviously only an indication of how the show does in the U.S., mm-hmm. but that is the primary audience for the show. Uh, like, like I've, I've said many times, uh, it is. I think it's actually tonight. It's airing the uh, season four episode one in the UK. For the first time. <laughs> so that kind of
1: tells you how low on the priority it is to get the show over here. So, so that that's what we have for ratings. We have a couple tweets and a couple, uh, two of them were from. Uh, I had the wrong window open. Uh, from Tim Hernandez. Always finds us great articles. One is basically uh, f- from The Ringer and Micah Peters, who I guess. Uh, has gotten some extra insight into the Black Panther, and it looks like he thinks the Black Panther is going to be an awesome movie.
0: Hmm.
1: And that they are going to be using uh, story elements from the Christopher Priest run on Black Panther in the late 90s. Okay. I
0: definitely
1: haven't read that one. Well, I'm reading from the article here. T'Challa was basically Batman, but richer and with generally more sauce, more formidable intellect, too, <laughs> and more powerful. And, of course, you know, black. Uh, this is this is to say this is a good place to be pulling from. And uh, that pre-stories went from political thrillers to sappy daytime soap operas and punchy sitcoms. Uh Th- but they really got into got into the character so I'm looking forward to Black Panther
2: yeah th- I think uh, Black Panther looks like it will be a movie with kind of real substance to it like there's a lot of weight behind T'Challa's character even after just that one brief appearance in Civil War oh, like so already he's got like a lot of backstory and a lot going for him so it'll be really interesting to see where they go from there because they've, they've set him up perfectly
0: yeah
1: the other uh, article that he shared was that uh, Doctor Strange's uh, visual effects supervisor has joined the crew of Ant-Man and the Wasp.
2: Nice. The, the effects in uh, Doctor Strange were excellent, so yeah. that's good. And uh, this probably explore more of the more of the microverse sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I, I would assume so. And uh, this. His name's Cereti. I don't know if I was uh, S- Stephen F- Stefan soretti He was also, mm-hmm. and he's already uh, got a no- was yeah got an Oscar nomination for Doctor Strange, and he had, had an do- Oscar uh, yeah nomination for Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice. So that movie's in good hands, I think.
2: Oh yeah, the, definitely the effects. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I'm
1: looking forward to it. Like I, I liked
2: Ant Man, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of what they do with, with Wasp in this
1: one. And Josh Laney asked us a question that we kind of discussed last week. Well, Timothy Hernandez also wanted us to let everyone know that Festering Cesspool of Toxic Waste Fires is the name of his new band.
2: <laughs> it must be
1: a death metal band. Yes, got be. <laughs> with a dog as the lead singer. <laughs> And Josh Laney wanted to know if we thought that the bullet, the exploding bullet that hit the podium in front of Mace was a Judas bullet. Yeah, we pretty much confirmed that last week, or that we confirmed that we thought it was.
2: Well, we confirmed it on uh, on Sweet Christmas, but we didn't speak about it on uh Agents oh. of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I thought we did, but...
0: <laughs> I so not so to that episode definitely... yet.
2: Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, the, the bullet that was filed... At Mace uh, during during the, uh, the sort of podium segment with, uh, with with Daisy, where they were like having a press conference to thank Daisy for her service to Shield, uh, when the the bullet that was fired at him there was indeed a Judas bullet. Which uh, and I, I mentioned this on Tweet Christmas. It reveals to us in Shield that the people behind this whole thing. That set up for that attack have a good whack of money, because we know from Luke Cage that those bullets are not cheap. <laughs> they are at least, let's say, $100,000 per bullet, at least.
1: I'm willing to go at 100000 So,
2: Yeah, so that's kind of the figure that we're putting on it. So th- these people have a lot of money if they're uh, happy to fire a bullet like that. So. It's right. so- so Josh Lane tweeted that one out as as well as uh, James Warren as well.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else, Andy?
2: Uh, no, I think that's about it. But I, I did just want to mention that like that is a really good like connection to the the whole universe because those those bullets are like Justin Hammer prototype bullets. Mm-hmm. So it ties the movie universe. To the uh, to the TV show universe, to the Netflix universe, because it's in Luke Cage as well. So, really cool, like three way tie in there with one bullet.
1: Yeah, and that, that that's something that you you can use uh, in all of them, and just you know, it's sort of like adamantium or something like that. Yeah. Well, we can't have adamantium because it's in yeah, X Men. But... Vibranium vibranium. vibranium. (laughs) Yes, we can. We can always have vibranium. So, all right. So, uh, Andy, when you're not dodging bullets, where can people find you? You can find me trying to shoot bullets at Ali
2: every Tuesday on. 42 level one. Uh we broadcast live on allgames.com four thirty Eastern one thirty Pacific nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. We talk everything from movies, TV shows, and mainly video games, and you can find all our episodes on Stitcher and iTunes as well as allgames.com.
1: So Andy, are you uh secretly a stormtrooper?
0: <laughs> because if you I keep shooting <laughs> you
1: get shooting alley, but you keep missing
2: these are metaphorical Bullets. Chip. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
1: So all right. <laughs> And you can find me Tuesday nights, nine PM Eastern on allgames.com dot com as well, nine nine o'clock Eastern, uh on the B Team Podcast with my co host Fred, Ryan and Eli. We talk games, we talk tech, we talk movies and TV. And uh then you can find me Thursday nights on allgames.com, dot com once again, nine PM Eastern with my co host uh Sean eli and normie on knuckleballer radio where we talk just about everything we took last week off they all blew they all blew me off the last minute there was supposed to be a show and it didn't happen (laughs) and uh, i I was literally at the coffee shop getting my latte for the show when uh the last of them dropped out so but we will be Uh, back next week if
2: you're at all and if you're at all interested in uh buying a Nintendo Switch, I would highly recommend listening to both last week's B Team as well as last week's 42 level one <laughs> where, where we present both sides of the, the argument for and against the Switch. <laughs> 42 level one is for it, the B team is against it.
1: <laughs> well did you hear did you get to the end of our episode? Alright.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I listened to it. oh yeah. I mean I mean the all the points you make are completely valid but I'm still buying it anyway.
1: <laughs> well, so am I. If I can find one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just not going gonna... to... Well, I've, I've actually ordered, I've ordered one. I, I, I just have not had uh, a chance to... Yeah, You know, I, I, I did not get in on a pre-order, and it, I'm not going to kill myself getting one of these things. Mm-hmm. And since it's coming out on a Friday, I'm not going to take a day off from work to camp out for it either, so... Mm-hmm. Alright, we'll see you guys Next week, uh, we're we'll definitely doing a shield cast. if we can squeeze in uh, A sweet Christmas power hour As well, we will uh, Just keep looking at the feed and hopefully we get these Things up on a more regular basis going Forward uh, Let's see, I don't care whether or not uh, You want to switch Or not, whatever you do Don't touch Lola Night guys